thoughts stay, but still I move so quick. Coming down into town, reflections always come around. All my thoughts are from the ground, but still I get that itch. everyone to the Rochester Groovecast. I just played Born in the Morning Light by Hewa. This episode's actually a surprise quickie. It's kind of a promotional episode for their CD release party on Saturday. So I spoke to Ben Chilbert, the bassist in Hewa, and we had a great little conversation. I'll go ahead and play that for you. So I'm sitting here in my living room with Ben Chilbert. He plays bass in a band called Hewa. How's it going today, Ben? It's going all right. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> doing well. If you if you had if we got the same name here. Um, very very similar names, man. Like we're quite the duo. Quite the duo. Quite the duo. Chilbert, Albert. <laughs> what was that? You told me at one point someone thought that, I mean, did, did you tell me that story? Basically, someone thought that I made you up. Yeah. And no, because, like, people who don't know me and knew you would hear my name, and they would be like, that's, that's Ben's nickname. Because, like, let's be real, you are, like, you are pretty chill. You know, like, not to just keep dropping the name but it's yeah. pretty relevant you know you're pretty fucking chill, chill. i mean ben jammin i'm jammin chill 
burn, like burn it dirty, apparently. But yeah, no, that that was the thing once, man. Like, we go back, man. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Very cool. And so you guys are a three piece, and you are the base extraordinaire. It's a hard word. Bass, bass guitarist. Bass guitarist. Because you also play guitar, not not in Halo, but you do play guitar. Mm-hmm. And drums, as you might have seen yeah, earlier I, this week. <laughs> <laughs> Flower City, Chris English had an open jam, a pro jam. Chris English is a great musician, and anytime he hosts a pro jam, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's a lot of talent in the house. So much so. fun. A lot, of, a lot of great musicians, a lot of good friends, new and old. Always love doing some improv in Rochester with some of the, the finer musicians. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad he let me play the drums, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you play bass in Halo. How long have you been playing bass for? How long have you been playing music for? Jeez. Uh... I started out on the drums in fourth grade. I went to electric guitar my freshman year. In, no, my sophomore year in high school, I started playing guitar, but I was mainly just sticking to the drums and put a lot of time into that. And then I found my footing in guitar in college and started jamming with some dudes at MCC. Cool. And Did you just pick it up one day, or what, what inspired yeah. you to start? Well, my dad got me a bass, and then I never played it. I just, like, played it once, and just like, ah, oh, it's a bass, you know, <laughs> and I couldn't really relate to it yet. Oh, okay. Surprisingly enough. And then I, I was playing guitar, because the next year I got a guitar for Christmas. I was young, you know, like... Started, I picked that up like two years later, sophomore year in college, or sophomore year in high school. And uh, I would just play it when I didn't go out to, to the student functions and I w- wasn't playing sports. I, I would sit in my basement and play video games. And if I wasn't feeling that, I would, I would dabble on the guitar and just try and relay some emotion after I learned like my first scale, I just try to relay emotion, and I just got into it. It was, it was really fun. Um, but going forward, um, I started playing bass. Uh, Two thousand ten or eleven, I'm not quite sure. Um, the bass player I was jamming with, he he went to college and just drums sound way better when you're playing with a bass player so I just started playing the bass after he went to college and it just really stuck it was I felt I felt like I found my middle ground in between guitar and drums being rhythmic instrument and guitar being a melodic instrument um I could weirdly started to identify with it it was um yeah, I don't know. It just seems like bass was a, I don't know. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you find you're, you play mostly bass now, or do you still play a lot of guitar and drums? And... I, I'm, like, strictly bass, and, like, okay. 
sometimes when I'm feeling a little loose, I'll get on the drums <laughs> yeah. at a jam or something. And yeah. some of my song ideas come from guitar, but like, you know, bass is definitely my calling. It's I identify it more just not just because it's both rhythmic and melodic, but I feel like it's expected and it's also underappreciated. And in that way, I grew up listening to the blues and like dad rock. I sure. kind of sometimes like deep down, I feel that way, you know, so I can definitely identify with the bass in that way just before I even pick it up. But before music like was just for fun and now it's like it's become such a part of me. And Hewa has helped me relay that. I think it's I, I love the bass and I've gained an appreciation for it. Um listening to a lot of classic rock and that kind of stuff when I was younger. I think that there was great bass players, but it was very guitar centric at a lot of times. Oh yeah. Um, it was all about the guitar solo for me. It's my I would go on YouTube and look at guitar solos, um, but it wasn't until I got a good set of speakers and some conditioned ears that I started to hear some bass lines. And yeah, a lot of those guys rip it up. Yeah, yeah, they really rip it and up. And it it is underappreciated, but at a live show, in my opinion, it's probably with the drums just as important, if not the most important instrument, because You've got three guitarists, three vocalists. You've got one bass note, so. Yeah, like if the <laughs> bass player cuts out for a measure, people stop dancing. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've seen, sometimes they keep going, and that depends on if the other musicians are good. And in Heiwa, you know, Colin and Brendan, my hat's off to them. They are yeah. amazing musicians, and it's a definitely a pleasure playing with them. How does it feel? I mean, a three-piece is kind of uncommon it how do you feel about just three of you You've got more space do you have more input yeah i feel like the creative control is pretty well balanced and um it needs i mean it's a very pleasurable experience you know playing with them at first maybe like with each of them we might have all bought heads at some point but we've all found like how to relay our ideas in a very productive way and we all respect each other's ideas. And as a three-piece, it's just adding anyone else to the equation. Sure, we could pull it off, but our sound is, in my opinion, pretty full as it is. We all are tone freaks, you know? Like, I happen to stumble upon a sweet bass tone. I didn't know what I was doing. Brendan knows how to tune his drums because he went to school, and he's like, pretty pretty smart guy and Colin's got some like custom configuration you know mm -hmm. going on in his 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 guitar amp and I mean if we were to just play raw it would it would be a full sound but we are adding drum pad samples and and loops and synth lines and we're just trying to make it as full of a sound as we can for three people and that's part of what makes us who we are so you're the impression i get is it's somewhere between an art and a science how do you see it what do, do you see your music as a science or do you see it as creative art what's your opinion on the whole art hmm. and science you know conundrum? that's a good question yeah. man. that's a good question um, 
I would have to say it's a very healthy contrast because there's art in everything. And True. the science of the music and what we're doing and the sounds we're putting out and the compositions and the way they're they're laid down, you know, that is an art in itself. But that could also be interpreted as a science. Because sometimes when we write music, it's some pretty complex stuff, you know? Yeah. And like a lot of people see us play live and they just see us doing improv and jamming, but we've chosen those sections in which to do that and to go from point A to point B with a general idea or a vibe just for that section. It's not all up in the air. It's structured. Yeah, it's like we have this this part of the song is going to have an improv section and we go for this particular idea and then that idea ends up in the next part of the song, which is structured. Cool. And that's something we try really hard to keep so we don't just go off into Never Ever Land and <laughs> all the time. Maybe once a show we'll go tier three, but that stuff just happens. But we don't we don't try not to overdo it. We don't wanna we wanna have a nice balanced set. Sure. What about practice? Practice is mainly I mean whatever we think would help, you know, there might sure. be a part that needs to get tightened up, it might be like just practice like an, an idea and improv, but that that rarely happens. It's mainly practice is mainly dedicated to songwriting. Okay. And if it's like the day before a show or something or like we'll write out a set and we'll just practice the songs we want to play. If we have to. A lot of times we don't. A lot of times, it's, most of the time, it's just songwriting. <laughs> okay. So, kind of an abstract question, but I, I've just been wondering, of all things, and I, I know you've got a job, you're not doing music full-time, but of all things, of all creative endeavors, why why did you choose music? Did it choose you? Did you, did you have a calling? Did you have an aha moment? Oh, man. I feel like I play music because it is, as far as artistic expression goes, it's one of the most unexplainable. Okay. And I'm only speaking for myself here. The other guys in the band, and the, they probably have other takes on it. I'm but sure. I just, I and just, I'd, I'd like to talk to them, too. So. Oh, yeah. I'll get them in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's very, it's the most unexplainable form of artistic expression in the way that it connects with everyone. It's a universal language. You know, you, you might not be able to speak English, but if, if we hit that right note together, you're going to feel some kind of emotion mm -hmm. rather than like reading a book. Like writing a book is the most tangible form of artistic expression. Sure. And... I mean, I'm I'm very drawn to that too, and I see. So are you? You have a bunch of books over here. I do have books on my show. You you read a book once? I read a book or two in my past. <laughs> but the same reason I'm drawn to that, I'm drawn to music. It's just, it's very a very pure form of expression, and I feel like it's a great way to vent. I'm almost better at playing music than I am at talking. Sure. Yeah, it's 
I mean, it, it's a wordless, of course there's lyrics, but in very much a way, in many ways, I feel like it's a wordless art yeah. form. Well, it's a language too, and you can say things with music that you can't say with the English language, it being an evolving language. Okay. You know, there's not the, the right amount of words to even explain or comprehend like what you might feel or express with music because they're completely different languages. Mm -hmm. You can try to do it, but it's, they're, they're just too different. And it's such a, a raw form of uh, communication. I'm just, it's, yeah. it's amazing, man. And uh, yeah. Anyone, any musician come to mind that you feel can really tell a story with their instrument? Any, anyone special in your life that... <laughs> You're setting me up, man. And I'm really not, You're setting actually. setting me up. Um, <laughs> oh, I feel like everyone can in their own way, but one of the main reasons I play music, like Hendrix, mm -hmm. Dwayne Allman, like okay. the old, the old-timey guitar players okay. of, like, of, like, legend, you know? those guys they were creators oh yeah pioneers was, doing yeah. something new and um i feel like those guys are really good at telling stories and i feel like a lot mm -hmm. of guys after have learned from a lot of different backgrounds how to do that in their own way who's your who's your boy nowadays Ooh. who's 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 the best in the field Thundercat, man. Thundercat. Thundercat. So I'm gonna hop on Spotify. The first thing I wanna punch in is Thundercat. Please do, man. He's incredible. It's definitely. What does out, he play? I honestly haven't heard of Thundercat. Oh, he's a he's a bass player. He plays bass. He's like a bass virtuoso. Mm -hmm. Where? What kind of style? I mean, Victor Marcus Miller, freak bass. Is it a funk thing? It's is it none, jazz? It's like all is of that. It's yeah. all of that, man. He's like the type of guy who's found himself and he does albums with like Flying Lotus and um, as the producer and he's just a nasty bass player with like R&B gospel roots but he's funky and jazzy as hell cool and it's all like electronic produced but he's got some really cool like live band stuff and like him with a lot of guys right now like that's like one of the first that come to my head He's pretty good at it, doing his own thing and being a pioneer. And we're lucky to have him in uh, in these times. Yeah. To completely 180, and honestly, let's say go back to somewhere between age 8 and 13, who was your favorite band? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you had to start somewhere, How right? How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. I liked I liked the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, so. I like them too, man. They were, they had some catchy uh, catchy. catchy beats. They and talked stuff. about love. I don't I don't know if they understood it properly. I didn't understood it, but yeah. I definitely heard the words. Um, <laughs> I was in the to like. Oh man, you're killing me. I don't I don't know. Joe Walsh, if you want to get to the dad rock, man, like okay. the stuff I grew up with, the dad rock. Were you into the Eagles or Joe Walsh? Like, the Eagles solo? were all right, but Joe Walsh, James Gang, Almond Brothers, Zeppelin. Okay. 
You're my dad listened. My dad this. listened to a lot of jazz, like, cool, cool. but it wasn't like when you hear interviews of musicians, like, yeah, I grew up on jazz, like Coltrane. This, like, no, I was listening to like more contemporary, like foreplay, Lee Rittenauer. Okay, cool. Uh, stuff like that, you know. Um, but on the other side of it, I was at that age. I. I might have been sort of a rebel, and you know, I was probably listening to a lot of punk music, and maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe like that emo trend that hit some of us. You know, like, like Taking Back Sunday comes to mind. They had okay. some, yeah. yeah, they sang about love and like, also, being dumped by their girlfriends, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I never, I didn't have one at the time, but it was, it seemed pretty sad, you know. Yeah, well, can connect with that happening to me someday, and it happened many times. Well, and sometimes you just catch on to the raw emotion, the the meaning of the message, whether or not it describes you specifically. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had cool arrangements. No, they they had cool arrangements too. Yeah. I, I I listened back like a couple months ago, and I just remember thinking, like, no wonder I like this. Like musically, it's it's got it's not mindless. Completely, it, they definitely like kind of manipulated a particular market and capitalized on it. Yeah, like and much I music to, has done. Oh yeah, yeah a lot of it true. does that. And with with Heywa, we try to just play good music for good people. We're not sure. trying to like, we're just expressing ourselves and like hoping that people can see that they can express themselves too. Yeah, I mean, you might. Get some good radio play if you start covering some Swifter, Bieber. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I have to run that by the boys. <laughs> uh, I I'm think Brendan. I think Brendan's in the Bieber. Is he? Yeah. He's got the fever. He might have the fever, man. <laughs> Might need some Tylenol, but you still might have the fever. <laughs> might need some Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going back to when you were a kid, and we all made our mistakes and this and that. Still making mistakes. Ben. Still making mistakes. True. You've true. S- like we've seen each other. But we- but you've you've loved and you've lost and you've lived. If you can look back at yourself at half the eight, what you're twenty five now, right look on back the money, at your yeah. twelve and a half year old self. <laughs> what what do you have What do you have to tell him? You know, do you have any music advice that would steer him in the right direction? Do you have any just life advice? What What could you have done to make yourself even greater of a? I mean, at that age, I was such a little shit. <laughs> like. If I can remember correctly, like, it's weird because I can't remember, like, what I had for breakfast yesterday, but <laughs> at the same time, like, That's a 12 and a half year old me was probably a little shit. <laughs> and I would tell him to fucking not be such a piece of shit. I, like, honestly, I don't know what to, I don't even know what to say to a 12 and a half year old. Like, I have no... Like, probably tell you to go fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I was... This, I was handing out ha- Halloween candy a couple days ago, and I'm just like, take one candy. This kid takes a handful, the biggest handful. He's like, I took one handful. I wanted to just lemme him in the face with my boot. 
and just be like, get on my, get off my lawn, you little shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't really relate. <laughs> get off your lawn. Seriously. <laughs> like, I was so, I was like angry at him, but I was like, yep, that was probably me. And I mean, I guess if we go forward a couple years, like once I started to like get out of that period of uh, adolescence or whatnot, yeah, the rebellious rebellious age, I would probably yeah, twelve uh, and a half is a weird year. <laughs> yeah, man, You're really putting me on the spot with these. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's like, did you or did you not listen to emo rock? <laughs> Did you like the used? <laughs> well, I mean, I I liked I liked the Backstreet Boys, um, and a friend of mine at camp, he was into Eminem, but oh, my, Eminem was the bomb, my parents my parents didn't let me listen to that kind of music. He he brought out that CD and it was like I had seen Satan or something. So <laughs> so part. Part of it being a podcast is we like for you to listen at any time, but since it's coming up, I thought I'd plug in a couple shows that are coming up this weekend. What is it? The fourth Friday, the fourth um, Swamp Trotter. And I've got to plug these guys. It's actually my brother, Dan Albert's band and um, great fun kind of indie alternative folk with some French in it. I, lo- I mean, I was about to say I love those guys. I hope so. It's my brother, but great, great band. And so that's at Three Heads Brewery, which you don't even have to plug Three Heads. They, they <laughs> Rochester legend. If you're from Rochester and you don't know Three Heads Brewery, go ahead and buy some of their beer. It's so damn good. Um, what's going on Saturday night, Ben? Saturday, November 5th. We are releasing our third album, uh, There Is No History. And a lot, of, a lot of time and effort went into it. We produced it and mixed it ourselves. We had some help with the mastering and the artwork. Shout out to Matt Rammerman. Matt Rammerman. Yeah. And uh, Rodrigo Pradell for their help with the mastering and the art. November 5th, Buddha Pub. Hey, uh, what is the name of the record again? There is no history. There is no history. CD release party. How how much are the CDs? They're five dollars. Five dollars. And where can we find you? Do you got a website? We have a website. is It is heywamusic.net. Okay. And how do you spell Heywa? Just in case anyone doesn't know. Yeah, that is H A E W A. So heywamusic.net. You're always on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, we we update pretty regularly. The the website is actually new. We just launched it. Um, It's really nice stuff. We tend on uh, using it quite often. We have a lot of stuff in store for the future after this album. We have a live album coming up and maybe another one. I don't know. So with your permission, can we... I mean, I know the album's being released in a few days, and if you're listening to this podcast after the release, you probably already own the album, but can we do an exclusive? Can I play a song or two? Yeah. Perfect. And everyone support local, support live music, so check Haywa out. If you don't catch this most recent show, catch them out, you know, check them out on Facebook or website. You can 
they play around a lot, so you'll be able to find them. And thanks for stopping in today, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. Vision by Haywa. Thank you for listening to the Rochester Groovecast. Check Haywa out uh, in the show notes. Um, find him online. Find him on Facebook. Continue to support local and keep on grooving. Thank you so much. Have a good one. <laughs>